Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Coming in at number 40 on the 49ers roster countdowns, probably the most controversial pick, um, if not the kicker, then the tight end, Cameron Latu, who was picked at one of the third-round comp picks, comes in number 40. Now, here's what's crazy. All five, there are five rankings. Me and four of our executive producers went through and ranked one through 91. We have the extra man for biggest impact this year. And then we accumulated all those scores, right? So if you were voted first, you got one point. If you're voted 90th, you get 90 points. You add up all of Cameron Latu's points, it equaled an even 200, which is exactly where it should be at number 40. Now, I'm just going to be really honest with you. Like, I want to be positive, and there's a lot of positives to Cameron Latu. However, so far through training camp and the preseason games about to take place, um, We'll see. Um, it has not been great. But there are a lot of great things about him, and let's dive into some of those. Shout out to Josh, the 49ers guru, doing a lot of the back work on this episode. So, Latu, he wears jersey number 81, 6'4", 240. You like that. 32-inch arms, all right. 23 years old, 4'7", not the biggest speed guy. 166, not the biggest burst guy. 7.33 cone, not the biggest shake guy. 14 reps in the bench press. Like, there are not a lot of elite third-round tight end traits that he shows. However, the one thing that this kid does at a rate that you could argue may be the best on the team, and that's even including George Kittle, he gets separation on his routes all the freaking time. And, you know, everybody's talking about drops that he has all the time, which I think he does lead the 49ers in drops through training camp uh, several per day a lot of times. The reason why he keeps getting those targets is because he's open all the damn time. And so you're, everything about Cameron Lawtoo is what he's going to be, not what he is. It's what he's going to be. And so that's why it's so frustrating because, man, you'll watch 81 out there and he's wide open considerably, uh, you know, consistently. The problem is once the ball gets to him, he doesn't do much with it. If he even does catch it, the body language is bad, all those things. But when we go through his journey and how he got to the NFL and how he got drafted, I think that it tells a good story. Uh, went to high school, Olympus High School. He was a four-star recruit, uh, chose to go to Alabama. He was recruited as a defensive end. This this is new, okay? <laughs> Everything's new. He was rated as one of the top weak side defensive ends in the country. In the 2018 signing class, he was a unanimous four-star recruit. Uh, he was the number two player coming out of Utah by uh, 24-7 composite rankings, rivals, ESPN. The dude's a baller. He was the sixth overall weak side defensive end. Now, 
chooses Alabama over Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oregon. I mean, he could have done anything. A year later, they switch him to tight end, and it took some time. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But once the transition happened, he just made plays. I mean, touchdowns. He, he broke the record for most touchdowns ever scored by a tight end in the University of Alabama. Now, you look at kind of you know his past and what all he went through. He grew up in Chisholm, uh, Minnesota, played football, basketball, track. Uh, he was all over the place. He has a fraternal twin brother named Nathan who plays football at Oklahoma State. That's a defensive end, so it's pedigrees there. Um, I mean, it's going to be there. And it, it was a confusing pick, let's just be honest. I had a six-round grade on him. Niners took him in the third. I actually had Braden Willis ranked higher than him. They were close, um, who the Niners got in the seventh round. There, there were a lot of players, by far the biggest reach in my opinion, that and the kicker pick. But we'll see. That's in the past now. You know, they picked him number 38 overall in the third round. So that's pick 38 of the third round, not 38th overall. Now, Let's look at his stats, okay? 56 receptions, 787 yards, 14.1 yards per catch. That's great. 12 touchdowns. That's unbelievable. Um, now, he did miss some of the workouts at the combine because his hamstring um, wasn't good, but he played 716 snaps last year. Listen to these PFF scores. And, again, it, it's it, it's frustrating. 58 overall grade, 60.6 pass, 70.9 pass blocking which is a great score. However, such a small sample size. He was never asked to pass block. Uh, once or twice a game tops, He they released him on routes consistently. They He's bad. He's a very bad blocker, or at least currently. Had a 50, one of the lowest scores you could possibly have run blocking. That's his biggest need. That's why it was such a head-scratcher, because he doesn't really fit. He was the lowest-graded blocking tight end of any draftable tight end this year in this draft class. But Shanahan and John Lynch kept going back to the table and saying the willingness and the want to is there. The aggressiveness is there. He's just got to be coached up and taught. We'll see. Uh, Because there's no way you're going to play on this team if you can't block. There's no way. And that's his issue. So he's got to accelerate those things. Through camp, he was probably one of my most watched players. And I was constantly shaking my head, um, whether it was routes, whether it was blocking, pass block. It didn't matter. It just was bad. It, it, it w- At one point, I said, you know, if I had to, somebody asked me who's having the worst camp, Cameron Latu was boom, the answer there. Now, will that change? Again, you're not drafting this kid for what he can do now. You're drafting for what he can become. And that is the thing. He, his elite trait is space, right? It's space. You ask me what Travis Kelsey's elite trait is. It's space. Can he be Travis Kelsey? No, he can't. He can't be Travis Kelsey as a blocker, tackle breaker, any of those things, and he's got bad hands. But he does generate space consistently. So Shanahan's basically saying, look, we have this guy that we can bring about slowly, and if he can keep this elite trait and work on the other things, we'll see what happens. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. I think... There's no way you cut a third round pick this year. He's making the roster. The question then is okay, you got George Kittle at one. Then you've got, you know, your vets, whether that's Charlie Warner, Dwelly, Fumagalli, who I thought had a good camp. And then you got Braden Willis, who there is no way they're going to cut Braden Willis with how he has played. But we'll see. Preseason games start. 
soon. Um, maybe by the time you're listening to this episode, the first preseason uh, is out there. And if that's the case, awesome. But this is a raw kid that you are trying to develop in a year or two. Tight end is the hardest position in the NFL to transition from college to the NFL. Cameron Latu just transitioned from defensive end to tight end. So you're talking about two hardcore adjustments in the span of three to four years. It's going to take time. But you got to constantly go back to separation and space on routes. That is key, and that is what he will bring. If he can bring up the other stuff, and if he can just get on par, blocking on par with drop passes, then we'll see. I think we got something special there. I like Cameron Law, too. He's frustrating because I do think it was a huge reach, but that's okay. That doesn't mean it was the wrong pick. That's not what that means at all. It just means he's got to grow a lot in a very, very short time. So don't give up hope, and if he has a bad preseason, don't give up hope. This is a pick of the future. Okay, this is this was a gather value late in this draft when you didn't have much draft capital at a position of need. We'll see what he can become. So for us, we'll just keep counting them down. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit matchup to a $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This player dropped considerably from last year. He was at number 29 last year, 39 on the countdown this year. And that's wide receiver Danny Gray, sophomore year. And I was going to record this episode before the first preseason game, but I didn't want to because I was I was so curious to see how he would shine without the all-stars out there, you know, Brandon Ayuk and Debo and Juwan Jennings and all these players. But he didn't even play. And the reason why he didn't play is he's had soreness, is what they labeled him with, during the joint practices with the Raiders, missed the first preseason game. And it, it was such a pivotal game. I... I legitimately could not record this episode because I was like, what if he goes off? What if he struggles? Whatever. He just didn't even get a play. So a huge opportunity missed. Um, you know, the, the old saying, the best ability is availability. It's not like Danny Gray's been injured a lot. He missed one game last year with a hip injury. Um, but he has a wonderful opportunity in store for him, you know, after the Ray Ray McLeod injury, because whenever you miss somebody, that opens the door for somebody else. 
Danny Gray, a returner, and wide receiver that fits that mold. We'll see. Now, again, have to give credit to Josh, the 49ers guru, did a great job, you know, just breaking down this episode and all the research. Danny Gray wears number six, uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, short arms, 31 and 7 eighths inch arms, 24 years old. Maybe the fastest guy on the team, 4'3", speed. I mean, he is a burner, and it shows. Um, at training camp, thought he had overall a very, very good training camp. He, he flashed considerably, and it wasn't just with Trey Lance. That that was kind of the thing. He was he was drafted as a pairing with the idea that big arm Trey Lance, big time speed down the field, Danny Gray match made in heaven. Well, that just hasn't panned out, and Trey Lance doesn't seem to be, you know, quarterback one for the near future. So that hurts. Now, if you plug in all of his measurables into mock draftable, here are the types of wide receivers that pull up. Steve Breston, Lee Evans, Antonio Callaway. Not a lot of surefire, successful prototypes come from this mold that is Danny Gray. Things that he has to overcome. Is he a one-trick pony? Is he just a deep threat? And if he is, he's not going to be lasting in the NFL for very long. Um, Obviously, last year was not a great year. Finished with one catch on six targets. We'll dive into a little bit more of the play snaps and all that stuff, but... He's got to be more diversified and be more physical blocking if he's going to play for the 49ers. Now, let's go through his entire journey. He's from James Madison High School in Dallas, Texas, not too far from where I coached. Uh, He was a three-star recruit. Now, he had to transfer to Blinn Junior College for the first two years. Then he transferred to SMU, the Mustangs. And, you know, his time in high school, first-team all-district player senior year, um, state champion in the 100-meter dash and 4 by one Texas tracks no joke. Dallas track no joke. I mean, this dude is an absolute burner. You're talking track level, almost Olympic level speed. He's not there, but it's not too far off. Um, completed, uh, he committed to play at Missouri, but was ruled academically ineligible to play. And so he is there he's an anomaly in several ways. The Niners value work ethic and academics. Now, if the story ended there, then you'd be like, man, what is this dude doing on the team? Well, he about faced. Um, SMU is no joke whenever it comes to academics and ended up going to Blinn Community College. Got his requirements taken care of, and he chose SMU over TCU, Auburn, Baylor, Florida State, Houston, Mississippi State, UCF. Everybody wanted this guy just because of his elite speed. Goes to the AAC as a senior, finished with 49 catches, 803 touch, uh, 803 yards, and nine touchdowns. I mean, he was awesome. Junior year, Earl Campbell, the Tyler Rose Award honorable mention. Let's just be honest. Like, he totally... Put the time and the work in to make this his career just hasn't come to fruition yet. He's got to be able to block more consistently. He's got to be able to win on routes that aren't just go routes and deep comebacks. That's just what it is. Now, again, he was drafted in the third round. One of those comp picks. Pick 41 in the third round in 2022. Niners have not had luck with these um, at all, to say the least. Could he be... A breakout type guy. The situation set for him. It really, really is. Um, you know, he played in 15 games last year, 96 total snaps, but he came on late as not a good, not a great, an elite punt gunner. 
And again, you're sitting here saying, man, what are we doing? <laughs> We're talking about one role in special teams. That is what allowed Raheem Mostert to stay in the league was he was an elite punt gunner, and teams value that. You only got two of them, and he was amazing at it. We break down every single special teams play the whole year. And whenever I say elite, I mean elite. So he has this safety net that's going to keep him on an active roster because he does it so well. With Ray Ray McLeod out, now there's an opportunity for kick returner and punt returner. You know, Deshaun Jameson flashed big time as kick returner. Punt returner did pretty good. Ronnie Bell did decent returning. Um, but I think Danny Gray has an opportunity to go out and win that punt return job. He's just got to get his butt out there. Um, so, you know, I don't know the seriousness of the injury, and I don't trust Kyle whenever it comes to almost all of those things. But there is no reason for Danny Gray not to be the number four, five, or six wide receiver on the initial 53-man roster. There's no, there's no reason for him not to be. The opportunity, the plate is set. He's just got to go seize the moment. So in preseason games two and three, I'm going to be looking for number six because if he could just prove to be an adequate <laughs> wide receiver to quarterbacks not named Trey Lance, not that anything he does with Trey Lance is bad, but you got to show that you can be useful with guys like Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy. That's just, I, I don't know what other way to say it. You've got to be able to mix and match. You cannot be quarterback dependent as a wide receiver. If you are, you're going to have a short time in this league. But the good news is, and I, I'm going to keep hanging my hat on this, he is an elite punt gunner. And the punt team, that's not changing. So that is good. He's going to be making the roster just because of that. But I want more. I want this dude to work his way into the wide receiver rotation and finish with 20-plus catches on the year. That would be a successful year for Danny Gray. So for us... We'll just keep counting them down. One of the risers from last year to this year, defensive tackle Kevin Givens, uh, undrafted free agent out of Penn State that's kind of found his way in his place in the NFL. He was at number 51 on our roster countdown last year, now to number 38. And this, this guy started 11 games for the 49ers last year um, in just what was a major injury-riddled season at the defensive tackle position but let's dive into kevin givens let's have some fun learning about who this kid is and he's a fun player uh, shout out to josh 49ers guru for the research on this episode kevin givens wears number 90 out there 61 285 very much on the small side as a defensive tackle they, the niners have two types of defensive tackles the big gap stuffing you know take on the double team anchor defensive tackles then they got the little penetrating, cause problems, you know, just mess stuff up defensive tackles, and that's where Kevin Givens is. He is a matchup dependent defensive tackle that has some very bad games and has some very good games. It's very rare that he's in the middle of like a PFF rankings. He's either great or bad. It's just what it is. In an ideal world, with a lot of defensive tackles healthy, you could kind of pull him or play him more depending upon the matchup. However, the Niners have not had that luxury with health. Um, again, 6'1", 285, 32 and an eighth inch arms. That is in the bottom 8% of defensive tackles in the NFL. Very short arms. Trent Baalke would be furious. Uh, but anyway, 26 years old. He ran a 5.0840. That's really good. Um, 159, 10-cone, very good. He burst. That's what this guy brings. And his best metric was the bench press, 32 reps. 
That's top 87 percentile of defensive tackles in the NFL. You type in his measurables, and again, the Niners have a type. His number one comp is Maurice Hurst. They were the same damn guy. <laughs> they really, really were. Maurice Hurst just couldn't stay healthy. Ed Oliver, Grady Jarrett, Dominique Easley, these undersized, explosive, good leverage players, that is where he fits. Now, all those players I mentioned were kind of top draft picks. Kevin Givens wasn't. Um, undrafted free agent from Penn State that's just kind of had to fight and claw his way for everything that he's gotten in the NFL. Now, another thing that's interesting, he's entering into his fifth season. However, his first year he didn't play. So that didn't count as an accrued season. So this is technically his fourth season, even though he's been with the 49ers for five years. The Niners rewarded him. They gave him a pretty good contract when they didn't have to as a restricted free agent. Um, now, Grew up in Pennsylvania, played at Altoona High School, uh, the Mountain Lions. And so then he goes to Penn State, the Nittany Lions. So he's got a little bit of a, a track record there. Majored in criminology, which I love, three-star recruit. While he was in high school, Kevin Givens played defensive end and fullback. And the body type kind of tells that story, right? I was a defensive tackle slash fullback. Um, as a senior in high school, First team All-State on defense and rushed for 317 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, finished ranked by 24-7 sports, the 16th best prospect out of Pennsylvania. Um, then he goes and receives the Jim O'Hara Award in 2018, which is given to the defensive player on Penn State's team for exemplary conduct, loyalty, interest, attitude, and improvement. He's the exact guy you want to build around. And... The Niners have shown him that they value him. They paid him probably more than they had to. Um, we'll dive into the contract here in a little bit, but uh, the dude's just—he he just seems to be a good dude. You don't hear anything bad about him. All those things. I mean, eleven starts last year, by far his best year in the NFL. Now, just looking at last year, he played in thirteen games, started eleven of those, two sacks, twenty tackles, seven tackles for loss. That's kind of the big one, like. If he gets the opportunity to slash, he is very successful. You play him against a team that runs duo, where it's a power running game, and they're just going to double-team the tackles, he's going to get blown up consistently. And we we saw that almost all of last year. Um, you know, he played 428 snaps for the 49ers last year, and they try to keep him mostly on pass rush. 178 run snaps, 248 pass snaps. They want that to be even more leveraged to the pass side. Now, the PFF score is not kind to him. 45 overall. And the big reason for that, he got a 37.8 run defense grade. He just can't stand up to double teams. If you watch that very first game of the preseason against the Raiders, he just got blown off the ball continually. Double team, double team, double team. It, it happened last time we played the Raiders, too, in the regular season. Like, that's just not his game. It's not. You put him against a zone-style team that's moving side-to-side side instead of front and back, he's going to be great. Now, the positive, 76.2 tackling, which is crazy for a guy with that short arms. 62.3 pass rush, very good. Um, 37 special team snaps. I mean, it's he's a good player, and he's a role player. Now, last year, he had to play up to starting level snaps. That's not what you want him to do. He had 327 defensive tackle snaps, 101 edge snaps. You don't want that. You want this dude at about 250. <laughs> and use him sparingly. 
Now, you got him as an undrafted free agent. You've held on to him for five straight years. Because he was, you know, a restricted free agent, they tendered him and gave him a one-year, $2.1 million deal for this year currently, which is awesome. Love to see people get paid. Next year, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. One of the many, you know, Chris Kucerich, you know, projects that get sent out into the world, and hopefully he goes and gets paid and makes some money somewhere else. Because if you look at what his role is with the 49ers currently, I think he's the number four defensive tackle. Right, you got Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. That's one, two. Yeah, Ken Law. That's three. But Ken Law and Kevin Givens. Yeah, they're the number, they're the second team tackles, but they're completely different players. They're not even close to the same type of people. Their builds are different. Their play styles. They're just different, but they do play the same spot. Now, can some of the young pups catch up with him? Spencer Waggy. Can you know Kalia Davis finally get healthy and play? We haven't seen that even get close to pressing this this guy yet for that spot. And I'll be honest with you, even if he was the number five defensive tackle on this team, he's making the roster. That contract says he is making the damn roster. There's no doubt about it. So I'm excited for him to finally be used in a way in which benefits him and the team together. And there's a role for that on the team. Now, when injuries happen, he's got to do things that he's not built to do. And so he will be a matchup-dependent player that I think sometimes will get 28 snaps a game and sometimes will get 12 based on the type of team you are playing against. And if the Niners can use him correctly, then I think you're gonna it's going to pay huge dividends. I'm excited to have this guy. These are the type of players that aren't sexy, don't get the headlines, none of those things, but make such a big difference in a football team. The great depth and playmaking ability from a number four defensive tackle Man, I'm excited. Plus, he's going to get paid next year. Come on, man. Go get it, Kevin Givens. You deserve it all. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down.